A very warm springtime welcome to you. I'm Rob Harris. I'm Alex Simmons. Welcome. It's season two. Ba, ba, ba. Episode one. <laughs> so, I uh, hope you've been well. Have you been well? I've been very well. Yeah. I'm especially well because the sun is out, the sky is blue, the daffodils are out, the crocuses are springing. The trees are getting green. The trees are green. The sun is coming up first thing in the morning and waking me up, which I actually quite enjoy. Yeah. Um, and I just feel full of the joys of spring. Excellent. And there's a lot going on in the West End, which oh. is the most important thing because we get to talk about it. Um, I think it is worth saying that now we're on season two, we've taken a bit of a momentous decision, haven't we? We have. So we've decided to reduce the number of podcasts we're going to be doing uh, for many reasons. One of which is that actually we're both very busy. <laughs> we are quite busy, yes. In our normal lives. Uh, the other reason is that we've found over the course of season one... Uh, that we slowly started to run out of things to talk about yeah. and the length of our podcasts have reduced slightly. So we figure if we do them less often, there's more to talk about. Exactly. More content, better content. Better, more higher quality content and less of us. <laughs> it's a win-win situation. For everybody. For everyone. <laughs> yes. So we're going to say probably on average we're going to be doing one a month. However, make sure you subscribe because there could be the odd bonus one hovering around here, there and everywhere occasionally. But uh, I think, or we both think, that that's uh, a good enough time span for us I to think have so. lots to talk about yeah. and have a life outside of... There appears to be a cycle in theatre as well. You know, things happen and they stay the same for a while and then start, things start happening again. So yeah, there's yeah. always something to talk about that's fresh and exciting. Yes, and don't forget, you can always get in touch and... Offer us content or something to talk about or someone to interview in advance of our next one. And you can get in contact the stage door with Rob and Al at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. We're there. We are there for you. So uh, we've poured our interval drinks. Today we've gone with Campari and Prosecco. I love our 1980s vibe. <laughs> Nothing to do with the content of the piece, but it's nice. I love it. Actually, we should cheers. Oh, yeah, we should. We should Welcome cheers back. season two. Cheers to ching, season. Ching. Ching, ching, yeah. ching. With ice. Mm. <clears throat> That's interesting for you all to listen to, isn't it? Very yeah. nice. Okay, so yeah. open the door. Uh, stage door number one of season two. So I was going to say this week, however, it's this month now. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about a European premiere for The Other Palace. We're going to announce the winner of, a, of West End Eurovision. Casting news for four big upcoming productions. We'll be giving you our thoughts on Betrayal, Little Miss Sunshine and Top Girls. And a quick run through hot off the press of the latest Tony nominations that were announced yesterday. First of all though, to begin things, the Old Vic new season has now been revealed. And you'll be pleased to know the fantastic actors Claire Foy and Matt Smith, lead stars of The Crown, if you haven't seen it, they are going to be reunited to take on two roles in a new production of Duncan Macmillan's Lungs, which is about a couple trying for a child. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe is also going to be returning alongside Alan Cumming to star in Samuel Beckett's Endgame. That's actually going to be presented as a double bill with his short play Rough for Theatre 2, could be rough for theatre the second but neither of us are, are knowledgeable enough on Beckett's plays to know which way to say it no. um that's going to be running from the 27th of January next year and the piece is directed by Richard Jones and follows a blind tyrant Ham and his servant 
Dates have also been confirmed for Lucy Preble's previously announced a very expensive poison about the murder of Alexander Litvinenko. Sounds really interesting. The play runs from the 19th of August with the official opening night on the 5th of September casting to be announced. And we're going to mention Christmas. I know it's spring. However, we can confirm that the old Vic will be doing a Christmas carol for the third time in a row. I wonder if there's a reason for that. Maybe mm. they do it differently every year or something or I don't know, but... Casting yeah. is to be announced um, very soon and previews will begin on the 23rd of November. I think actually what's going to have to win that for me is the casting. So we should yeah. wait to see. Was it Stephen Tomkinson last year? And I can't remember who did it the year before that. I can't remember. I just saw loads of pictures on Instagram. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. offhand, but anyway. yeah, lots have done it. Uh, the award-winning musical Falsettos will have its European premiere at the Other Palace, our favourite place, at the end of August. Originally premiering on Broadway in 1992, the piece follows a man, Marvin, as well as his wife, lover, son, psychiatrist and neighbours. Not lover, son, that wasn't one, but lover, <laughs> That's a different son. Play. That's a completely different show, that one. <laughs> yes psychiatrist and neighbours uh, divided into two parts March of the Falsettos and Falsetto Land the show was written against the backdrop of the AIDS crisis now it was nominated for seven Tony Awards winning two for best book and best original score and the show was recently revived on Broadway where it was nominated for a further five Tony Awards it's going to open at the other palace on the 30th of August and it will run until the 23rd of November casting creatives to be announced David Bedella is to join the cast of And Juliet. The two-time Olivier Award winner's work includes roles in Jerry Springer the Opera and in The Heights. He is going to be starring as Lance alongside the already announced Miriam Teak Lee, Oliver Tomsett and Cassidy Jansen. Now we have discussed this already before but as a little reminder the musical is going to feature songs that have been written by the fantastic pop composer Max Martin. Now if you don't know his name you might know the bands that he's written for mm, definitely um he's written some of the biggest pop traps tracks of the last 30 years which include some of the tunes from backstreet boys justin timberlake britney spears katy perry and ariana grande um and basically and juliet which i think is what we've mentioned before follows what might have happened at the end of shakespeare's romeo and juliet if Juliet hadn't decided to kill herself. The piece is directed by Luke Shepherd. It opens for a limited run in Manchester in September before coming to London in November. Now, a few days ago, The Phantom of the Opera became the first musical to win the fiercely competitive West End Eurovision for two years in <laughs> a row. This sounds brilliant. I'd love to go and see this. So, is it open to the public? I know we should have researched this. We should have researched this, and we should have known this. Yeah, we yeah we should because if it is open, we are there next year. <laughs> next come year. on. Yeah, we'd like an invite is what we're saying. Yeah, please. Stars from all around the West End gathered at the Adelphi to compete in the competition, uh, featuring the cast of uh, Aladdin, Everyone's Talking About Jamie, Follies, Mamma Mia, Only Fools and Horses, Phantom and Wicked. They all took to the stage to perform hit songs from past Eurovisions in the hopes of earning votes from the judging panel. So performing Grande Amore... I think, yes. Yep. The Italian entry at the 2015 Eurovision Song Contest, uh, Phantom earned 88 votes, which saw them take the overall win. It also won the new Outstanding Gorgeousness Prize. <laughs> what is that, Outstanding Gorgeousness? I have no idea. But some of the judges include Bonnie Langford, Wayne Sleep, Tim Vincent. Was he Blue Peterman? Yeah. Yeah. What's he doing there? I don't know. What does he do? Well, didn't he go on to present some random programme in the US and he looks all shiny and Hollywoody now with white does teeth? He? 
Really? I think, I think so. He was hot. I remember quite fancying him when he was on Blue Peter. Yeah. Wrong. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Amber Davis as well. So there we go. All the money raised from the event will go to Mad Trust, and that works with its partners to support those living with or affected by HIV and AIDS. Now, this is news you've all been waiting for. Rylan Clark Neal will star in Nativity the Musical. We're going back to Christmas, sorry. But, know, you know, it's worth knowing, isn't yeah. it? Uh, he's starring in Nativity the Musical in December, joining Simon Lipkin at the event in Apollo Hammersmith. He will be performing as The Critic, which Alan, play, Alan Carr played um, in the film and Joe Brand on stage last year. Uh, the show, which had its world premiere at the Birmingham Rep in 2017, will open for a new tour at the Wolverhampton Grand on the 29th of October, and then it ends at the Apollo, which will run from the 11th to the 29th of December, if you fancy purchasing tickets and seeing him in that. Do you know Nativity? Uh, I love the um, I love film. the film. Yeah, yeah the, the film's, film's brilliant. Yeah, the film's brilliant. And he's the critic. So, yeah, um, I mean, I never knew Rylan Clark Neal had such diverse talents, but maybe he does. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You said the word maybe. Of course maybe, he has. Yes. Of course he has yes, diverse I mean, talents. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel, Boys, Daniel Boys is in the premiere of this musical. I little known. Well, no, that is a known fact. If you like your musical stuff. Um, and you love Daniel Boys. And I love Daniel Boys. That's another story. <laughs> that's a completely, that's a completely other another story. That's for next month. Yeah, that's for next month. <laughs> so, now this sounds amazing. If you're thinking of a surprise birthday present for someone in your life who's about to celebrate and you're thinking of a random idea in London to do, because we're all at that point, aren't you? When it's a friend's birthday, you're like, oh, what should we do? What should we do? Go to the pub? No. no. We want to do something more meal? interesting. Oh, I can't afford it. Blah, 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 blah. Well, actually, you might have to save up for this because um, <laughs> this is a West End brunch. You can get up close and personal with the stars of the West End. It's a bottomless brunch experience. For the ultimate musical theatre lover. Now, you'd heard of this, hadn't you? Yeah, I had. I get pictures on it all the time from Instagram. And I did actually, somebody standing next to me celebrated a very special birthday recently. Mm-hmm. And I looked months ago at this going, oh, yeah, that'd be great for Rob. That'd be great for Rob. Yes, it was a little bit maybe costly for, for yeah. our budget, unfortunately. But it's, it sounds well worth it and right up our alley. <laughs> so this is an hour of unlimited drinks and a two-course brunch. <laughs> Five hours of non-stop musical theatre hits, and I understand you can get up and join in, and <laughs> features some performances by the biggest West End stars. It's just asking for trouble, giving people alcohol, and then saying you can get, you can stand and watch your favourite yeah. musical stars and giving them songs to sing. Oh my I god! I wouldn't be able to resist. Well, you wouldn't, and then I'm thinking of our friend Emma. Oh, oh my god! She doesn't need the bottomless brunch no. for that. <laughs> no. Exactly. no. So uh, we've seen online the cost of this is £55. Per person. Per person. Yeah. So, I mean, we were talking about this, weren't we? Because actually it breaks down to a quite a reasonable cost if you think about what you're getting. But yeah, you know, whatever your budget is, it's a great idea, I think. It's five hours of musical theatre, two courses and an hour of lots of drinks. So actually that's not bad if you break it down. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's bring it back in. (laughs) Now, we spoke about this production a couple of months ago now when it was announced that Elizabeth McGovern and Matthew Broderick were going to be starring in The Starry Messenger. Do you want to hear my impression (laughs) of of Elizabeth McGovern in Downton? I didn't know you had this impression. Go on then. Oh, Robert. (laughs) Oh, Robert. (laughs) 
uh, darling, uh, that's... <laughs> that's as good as it gets. That's completely... A gender switch. Brilliant. Oh, really? Oh, oh, Robert. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Actually, the husband does it better, I, th- I think. We'll have to get him, him in, in one day. Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. you come feel this with the gun? Brilliant. Anyway, so if you want to go and see a Robert and Matthew Broderick in the Starry Messenger, then do. And full casting has been announced. So now it's going to, they're going to be joined by Jim Norton, Rosalind Elizar, Jenny Galloway and Sinead Matthews. Uh, Kenneth Lollerin's play follows the desensitised Mark Williams, an astronomer at New York City's Planetarium. Now, the play was actually originally opened off-Broadway ten years ago when it also starred Matthew Broderick. Uh, Sam Yates is going to be directing this production, though, and previews for the show will begin soon, 16th of May, and it actually opens on the 29th. Got tickets to that. Looking forward to it. Here we go. Starts already. (coughs) Brilliant. Yeah. So another show that we're talking about at the Apollo Hammersmith, Tony Award winning performer Ben Platt is going to perform a solo concert this summer. Aside from originating the titular role in Dear Evan Hansen, Platt's credits include The Book of Mormon, Pitch Perfect and The Music Man. And he's recently released a full length debut album, Sing to Me Instead. If you're a Ben Platt fan, it's worth downloading. I'd be interested in your thoughts. I'm not a mega Ben Platt fan, but I did want to kill myself after listening to the whole album. Oh, really? Very depressing. But I'm not taking away his talent. He's a very talented man. Okay. Maybe he just needs to kind of, you know, lift the lift the vibe. Lift the vibe. Bring a bit. positive energy. Yeah. Cheer up, babes. <laughs> Platt <laughs> Platt's going to be performing at the Apollo on the fifteenth of June at six PM. Tickets are now on sale. I did double check and there are some available. And of course, talking of Dear Evan Hansen, not long now, later this year, is going to be opening in the West End and casting is to be announced. Very excited. Okay, Alex Jennings, three-time Olivier Award winner, is going to be joining the cast of The Light in the Piazza at the South Bank Centre this June. I wish I could put my teeth in sometimes. Jennings, who recently appeared in The Crown and Unforgotten, will play the role of Signor Naccarelli in the musical. The Tony Award-winning musical is running for 20 performances only and is going to be directed by Daniel Evans. Uh, the Light in the Piazza is a beautiful love story set in Florence in the summer of 1953, where Clara and Fabrizio Naccarelli experience love at first sight, but a secret gets in the way of their happiness. Now, the piece was originally opened in Seattle in 2003, ran on Broadway two years later, and then it won the Tony Award for Best Original Score. Sounds lovely. Sounds lovely. Got tickets for that. Now, (laughs) Amelia, currently running at the Vaudeville, held a performance specifically for parents and babies last week. And the good news is producer... Nika Burns is very open to doing more. This is brilliant. The matinee performance called... I'll tell you why it's brilliant. The matinee (laughs) performance called Let Them Roar uh, was held exclusively for parents and carers with babies under 12 months old with breast and bottle fed babies all able to attend and it came about after a tweet by a mother who wanted to see the show but could not due to the show's running time and the fact she was still breastfeeding. (laughs) At this performance, over 170 babies attended, 182 adults... And 152 push chairs. Yeah, it was a theatre, it was an auditorium filled like no other. I don't understand how anyone was heard. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, they were breastfeeding, so it was all, they were happy and quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> they were in a lovely time, we're having a little snooze. 
But I'm all for these performances for special occasions like this because then that means they don't come to those that we go to. Oh, oh my God. God. You step back. You, you should have given that to me. I think this is a great idea. And the fact that Nika... Oh, don't, don't get me started. Nika Burns saw a tweet and went, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to get up there and I'm going to show them what can be done. Well done, Nika Burns. Well done, Nika Burns. And for... Yeah, but to be quite honest, yes. uh, to be quite honest, if that was advertised, I wouldn't go. Oh, I'll buy tickets to that. Why would I do that? Sat next to two women who are breastfeeding. I don't want to do that. Whilst no, but the show the isn't for you. It's for parents. Quite. So who I are breastfeeding or under twelve months old? And that's so why it's important. You stay away so and let's encourage other people to go to the theatre because <laughs> you've got too many tickets already. So pipe down. <laughs> that's me told. <laughs> so now, yeah, if you want a boob in your face watching a show. <laughs> Just get in contact with Nika Burns, right. <laughs> I don't think they'd be allowed to. Uh, right, happy birthday to Tina Turner, the musical. Happy birthday to you. Uh, she's one year old. Or the, the musical's one year old, obviously. <laughs> and they have announced a new cast to celebrate this fact. So happy Hurrah. birthday and congratulations. Shall we move on to some stuff that is now open or is about to open since we last spoke? Shall we? Shall we? Let's. So, opening tonight, Arthur Miller's death of a salesman at the Young Vic. Following her recent award-winning success, this sounds great, for Company and Angels in America, Marianne Elliott co-directs with Miranda Cromwell, uh, who was associate director on Company and Angels in America, bringing a unique version to one of the greatest plays of the 20th century, seen through the eyes of an African-American family. Wendell Pierce, star of The Wire, Suits and Selma, makes his UK stage debut as Willie Loman, with Olivier Award-winning Sharon D. Clark as Linda Loman, and it's running until the 29th of June. At the Charing Cross Theatre, Amour opens tomorrow and it will run until the 20th of July. Now, it's set in Paris in 1950. It's all about the shy and unassuming civil servant Du Soleil who lives alone and works diligently in a dreary office. To pass the time, he writes letters to his mother and daydreams about the beautiful Isabel. When Du Soleil miraculously gains the ability to walk through walls, he not only begins to lead a double life, stealing from the rich and giving to the poor to right the wrongs of his war-impoverished Parisian neighbours, but also gains the self-confidence to woo Isabel and just for a while live the life he has always longed for. Music by the multi-award winning Michel Legrand and more opened on Broadway in 2002, was nominated for five Tony Awards, which included Best Musical. Get to the Charing Cross Theatre to go and see it. Now this one sounds good. Three sisters at the Almeida. Have we spoke? I don't, I'm not sure we spoke about this in a previous. I don't think we have. Podcast. No. No. Um, this has a tagline. Do you ever wonder what would happen if we could live our lives all over again, but be fully conscious of it the second time? Oh, that's. Mm. Ooh, we could start talking about that right now. We'd, this this would last the month. This would yeah the whole month. <laughs> in a room in a house in a provincial town, three sisters wait for their lives to begin. Olga, the eldest; Marsha, the middle child; and Irina, the youngest. The clock strikes. A candle's lit. The clock stops. Something catches fire. The clock strikes. They wake up. It's run. <laughs> it's running until the first of June. Lovely. Now, something I'm very excited about, and I'm mainly excited because I'm going to see it. Hooray! Because we managed to get cheap tickets, didn't we? We got some last-minute bargains for this. Not that I'm cheap piece or anything, but, you know, you know, what can you do? Sweet Charity, Donmar. Very excited. The minute you walked in the joint. Mm-hmm. I could, of course. That's it. I, I don't. Yeah, thank you. 
set in New York, 1967, Charity Hope Valentine is a dance hall hostess who runs her heart like a hotel. You got men checking in and out all the time. Really bad. I don't know why I tried That's that. That's really terrible. Yeah, sorry. Shut up. <laughs> uh, the... <laughs> sorry. At the raw end of a long line of users and losers, she meets Oscar, a mild-mannered tax accountant, and Charity Hope Valentine once again puts her faith into love. Well, it's actually sold out, but it is running until the 8th <laughs> of June. But head to the Donmar Warehouse um, website, and I'm sure they'll have like ways you can get tickets or you know last-minute bits and pieces, resells. Do it! Yeah, do it. Uh, all my sons at the Old Vic. Um, there is a front-row lottery on this on Today Tick, so take a look. But uh, if you know anything about the play... Uh, set in America 1947, despite hard choices and even harder knocks, Joe and Kate Keller are a success story. They've built a home, raised two sons and established a thriving business, but nothing lasts forever. And their contented lives, already shadowed by the loss of their eldest boy to war, are about to shatter. Jeremy Herring directs Sally Field and Bill Pullman in Arthur Miller's blistering drama, All My Sons. Really good reviews went round when this opened recently. And the good news is tickets are still available. It's running until the 8th of June. And it's had some fantastic reviews, hasn't it? It has. Yes. I'm sure I just said that. Did you? Glad you were listening. <laughs> rather than drinking your Campari. <laughs> sorry. No. And I was, I was reading Hedge from the piece I was about to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's um. Dame Maggie Smith is currently starring at the Bridge Theatre all alone on stage and she is starring in A German Life. Directed by Jonathan Kent, it's a new play by Christopher Hampton and it's drawn from the life and testimony of Brunhilde Pomsel. Now Brunhilde's, I can't say her name unfortunately, but Brunhilde's life spanned the whole of the 20th century and she struggled to make ends meet as a secretary in Berlin during the 1930s. Her many employees included a Jewish insurance broker, the German Broadcasting Corporation, and eventually Joseph Goebbels. Hampton's play is based on the testimony that she gave when she finally broke her silence to a group of Austrian filmmakers shortly before she died in 2016. Now, unsurprisingly, this is actually sold out. However, if you head on to Today Ticks, um, you might you can enter the lottery there and there are also £15 day seats available when the box office opens at 10am and it's going on until the 11th of May so not long now but obviously definitely one worth seeing I've been entering it and unsuccessful I'd really like to see it oh, but I couldn't get tickets mm. uh, we've spoken about this as well Rosmer's Holm is currently running at the Duke of York's Theatre until the 20th of July. Uh, this is Ian Rickson directing Tom Burke, Hayley Atwell and Giles Torreira, uh, him of Hamilton fame, a hugely talented man. Uh, it's the West End premiere of Duncan Macmillan's play it, People, Places and Things as one of his uh, recent pieces of work, which was fantastic. It's the adaptation of uh, Henrik Ibsen's gripping and piercingly relevant work of personal and political passion. With an election looming, a country on the brink, a rabid press baying for blood, at the centre of the storm is Rosmersholm, the grand house of an influential dynasty. This is where the future will be decided by John Rosmer, a man torn between the idealised hope of the future and the ghosts of his past. 
Okay, and finally, running at the moment, slightly out of London, it's at Chichester Festival Theatre, but Rob and I were discussing this, we both said it's definitely worth talking about, mentioning what's going on at Chichester, because usually they tend to transfer to the West End. So Festival 19 has now started, um, which is a breadth of work from powerful new writing in the Minerva Theatre, to the captivating and classic pieces on the main stage, and then they've also introduced an exciting third space, the Spiegel Tent, with more details to be revealed later on in the season. Now, actually, a few weeks back, Mm -hmm. we did make some predictions about what might transfer. Do you remember? Yes, we did. We did, yeah. 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 So Um, I I will listen back to that and see later on see if we've got it right okay later on yeah so we're currently running is this is my family which stars james nesbitt sheila hancock and claire burt that was the winner of the 2013 uk theatre award for best musical um also going to be playing in shadowlands the deep blue sea uh, david has plenty macbeth um, and then they've got loads of things going on as well there are two musicals this year um and also a brand new family friendly production which will start in the autumn and they have a wide-ranging program accompanied by talks events and workshops for all ages. Now, if you fancy this or more information, then go to the cft.org.uk. Phew. Phew, I know. That's a lot of stuff. It is a lot of stuff, but you know. So, should we share some... Thoughts? Thoughts. Thoughts is a good word. Not reviews. Not reviews. Our personal thoughts. Our personal thoughts. Because you went to see your boyfriend, Tom Hiddleston. I did. In Betrayal. Hot ticket. Hot ticket. Yeah, hot ticket. Yes, so off the back of this production, I've made a decision that I'm not going to get, I'm going to try not to get cheap tickets, which is (laughs) going to mean that I'm not, I'm going to be going to even less productions. But, um. Where were you sat then? Well, we were three rows from the back. So I paid £20 for me, £20 per person for me and my friends. What theatre was this, sorry? The Pinter. The Pinter. Pinter Because it's the end of the Pinter season. That's right. Um, so start again. So it's the it's Tom Hiddleston, Zoe Ashton, and Charlie Cox starring in Betrayal, end of the uh, Pinter Pinter on Pinter season. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the production. It was marred by the fact we were sitting so far up, so it wasn't given as restricted ac- access. It was uh, restricted views. It was just the fact that you were basically looking down, and kind of half of the bottom of the stage was cut off. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't helpful. I mean, the way it was staged, it was all three of them were on the stage the whole time. Hour and a half production, no interval. Um, it was very interesting. You know, they, I, for me, they held my attention, but my friends that I went with, they didn't think one of the performers could perform Pinter particularly well. Ooh. Charlie Cox, we all agreed, was the best. He delivered, he delivered Pinter the best in the best style. Um, and Tom Hiddleston, yeah, I mean, we like Tom Hiddleston. I like Tom Hiddleston for many, many different reasons. But his performance was very good as well. Um, but I think we all agree that I think we missed a lot of the nuances. So, like, looking, there because there's quite a lot of comedy in it, when actually it's quite, it could be quite a serious piece if it wanted to be. But we could see them turning to the stalls, and you couldn't obviously see what they were saying or doing or like, the looks they were giving. So we, we think we missed a lot, a lot of the subtleties of the production, which didn't maybe necessarily help. Mm. Um, I still recommend going to see it. I mean, you're seeing those three fantastic performers on stage. But, um, and I enjoyed the piece because I like Pinter. But yes, for me, I'm really going to try and look at not getting the cheapy, cheapy tickets, which doesn't really help anything because I just actually think it does affect the performance at the end of the day. Or your experience, not the performance. It affects the experience that you're having. I get that, but it does depend on the theatre you're in as well. Yes, but I haven't had... Because I get the cheap tickets all the time, 
I haven't had a particularly good experience in any any of the time. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm seeing a performance and I'm really enjoying it and I can come away from it going, oh, Charlie Cox did really well performing Pinter and Zoe Ashton maybe not so much and whatever. But I really enjoyed seeing the production. Um, yeah, I mean, my poor friend, he's got really, he's like six foot three and he's sitting there and he, he almost had his knees up to his, yeah. up to his chin. Yeah. Um, That's you don't Victorian get any of that theaters. information, yeah. No. <clears throat> I'm also surprised that if you've had a little pre pre theatre drink, it was one of those at, at the tilt of like, what was it like, I don't know, nearly 90 degrees. If you've had a pre dinner drink and you're looking down on the stage, if you overbalance... You're off. You, well, you and the, you're going to take everyone with you on that yeah. particular balcony. So, yeah. yeah, it's not great. But anyway, but um, if, yeah, go and see it if you want to, and but get better <laughs> theatre tickets. It's definitely worth seeing. Okay. I, I like production values. Well, they're big names as well, aren't they? Yes. So. Yes. And it's a good piece as well because it's based on his on Pinter's real life, real life scenario mm. of his affair with. I think it was affair. No, God, don't let's. Oh this no! Out. Yeah, quick! I know it's based on a real life scenario of of Pinter and his life and, and his relationship with Joan Bakewell. And finish. Thank you. Okay, uh, you also <laughs> went to diversify your theatrical. <laughs> Um, yes experiences Ooh! yes yeah um so my friend Ginny the dog just shat her, the dog just shat herself by the way <laughs> <laughs> yes, what the hell is going on yeah. my friend Ginny said to me Al do you want to come see some opera I went yeah Gin I'll do <laughs> so <laughs> so we get and actually this was a production that was really good at the ENO at the Coliseum sorry it was a production of new production of Jack the Ripper by the ENO, went to go and see it. <sighs> I now want to go and see a standard th- opera production like Carmen or The Magic Flute or uh, what else can we name operas, but just to see what, how a standard opera is performed. Because I came away from that going, no. Nah. I'm not oh. best pleased. I think I was expecting something slightly darker. The story wasn't great and some of the staging was a little bit poor. It's not a review though. No. 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 And I don't want to say that. I hate putting down productions. Maybe it puts other people off going and I think you should just go and experience things just to put your own, have your own take yeah, on it. But it's own. interesting your point of view because you've not seen an opera before. No, so. never. Perhaps um, if you want to experience opera, this isn't the one to go see. Well, no, and I think it's because it was maybe a new piece. Mm. So possibly that was the the reason why it was what it was. But however, and I think everybody knows it's about the year, no. But obviously it's in English, but you still can't understand it because it's in opera. So they have um, subtitles up at the top. Yep. And all I could do was read the subtitles at the top and I kept kind of having to drag my eyes down. But it did mean I could follow the, follow the, story, the very yeah. basic narrative. Yeah. 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 And did Ginny enjoy it? We had very much the same opinion. Okay. We both said we would go again to the ENO, but go and see a standard operatic piece. Okay. Just to make sure. Okay. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Experience had. Yeah, experience had. Maybe you want to go to the Royal Opera House as well, but that is, I think that's a that's another level. You have to save for quite a while for those yeah, tickets. Yeah, maybe a new house. <laughs> yeah, <not> quite. <laughs> um, yes, okay. So those are, those are my two experiences. Now, you... I mean, of course, you've very good beans. Well, actually, do you know what? Oh. How many weeks has it been? I think it's about four or five. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, normally we'd be going to see a lot more than this, but we saw yeah. a few things. So at the National Theatre, I managed to get some tickets to go and see a Q&A with Sondheim. 
Okay, please tell more. Uh, Follies was on, so he was in town. Um, uh, well, amazing. What well, I mean, that guy has some stories to tell. That's for sure. He is he is quite a living legend when it comes to musical theatre. I mean, he can reel off some big old names. Um, Did he tell tales? He's told some great tales. Yes. Brilliant. But no, that was a really great experience to see him on stage. Uh, went to see Top Girls at the National as well. Mm-hmm. We've spoken about uh, what the story's about and all the rest of it on previous podcasts that you can have a listen to. But um, safe to say we walked out in the interval. We didn't return to oh, our seats. Oh, no. Yeah. That's not good. And you're not the cut. You, you don't... I don't You're like not a doing snob that about often, that. Yeah, no. exactly. You would sit through it and yeah. endure it. But the husband and I were com- were in complete agreement. We really? finished our interval drinks and obviously and went. Uh, what, what about was the, was the rest of the audience? Was it packed or we heard similar rumblings from the people around us. Okay. However, I think more or less across the board, four star reviews. Okay. So again, a very individual response. Uh, but yeah, didn't understand what the hell was going on, basically. Really? So it wasn't very clear, the story? No, so it wasn't necessarily odd. performances, it was more the no, direction? No, nothing to do with performances at all. I just did not have a clue what the hell was going on. I couldn't see where the story was going. Okay. And wasn't interested in knowing where it was going either, which okay. is a great shame. It didn't grab me, is what I'm saying. Uh, and the weekend went to see Little Miss Sunshine, the musical. That's exciting! Yes, at and? the Arcola Theatre. Um it was nice. It was sweet. It was good. I mean, I love the film, so you must have gone with quite high expectations. Well, that's the thing. We walked away and the first thing I thought was, I want to see the film again. Yeah. Rather than that was an amazing musical. Okay. So the music was nothing really catchy. Uh, it was very sweet. Second half was very funny. Um, but the husband summed it up nicely. Did it need to be a musical? Mm, maybe not. Okay. Maybe not. But worth going to see. Uh, yes, if you can, it's worth going to see, I think. I know this is going to be hard to say, but do you think if people who haven't seen the film Little Miss Sunshine, because that has been out, it was a few years ago now, do you think it's worth going, do you think they'd enjoy it just as a... No, watch the film. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) The film is amazing. Um, And yeah, I want to see it again. So there we go. Okay. There's some thoughts for you. That's a sum up. Actually, none of that was very positive apart from Sondheim. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a shame, isn't it? But that's what that's what theatre's about, though, and that's why I like it. Exactly. I mean, there's lots of reasons why I like it, but you, you know, never you know what see... you're going to see. No. You never know. I experience everything. Right, okay. So there's a West End Roundup. West End Roundup. Done. And now we're going to paddle across the Atlantic. To Broadway. Because Not the there. Tony Award nominations were announced yesterday. And I can tell you that most of the nominations went to Town. Oh, you love that production, don't that you? That was well. It was good. It was good. Uh, that was on at the National, premiered at the National not that long ago. It got 14 nominations, trailing closely behind uh, Ain't Too Proud, The Life of the Temptations, with 12 nominations. Joining the two titles in the coveted Best Musical category were Beetlejuice, The Prom and Tootsie. Tootsie. Now, we've spoken about all of those on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Tootsie... Had some reviews out a couple of weeks ago, I think now, and is doing exceedingly well. The feedback on that show was amazing, so it's been brought up to date, and it's meant to be very funny. Excellent. I mean, I, you know, my best friend would argue, oh no, you can't beat a bit of Dustin Hoffman, but still. Yeah, the musical, <clears throat> it is meant to be fantastic. 
Um, meanwhile, do you want to run through some of the plays there? What's oh, yes, The some... Ferryman. Oh, The Ferryman, yes. I've had an experience with The Ferryman. I'd love to tell you what The Ferryman's about, but unfortunately my hearing aid battery died and I basically spent the entire two and a half hours with my friends telling me exactly what's going on. How embarrassing is that? Anyway, so The Ferryman, though, is obviously very good. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's been nominated. And To Kill a Mockingbird racked up the most nominations with nine each, though only the former is up for best play. Uh, rounding out that category, A Choir Boy, Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus, and Ink, and What the Constitution Means to Me. I'm going to be really interested to see what happens when the ceremony takes place on the 7th of June. Ink was a great show when it was over here. Mm. Uh, Bertie Carville was in that. Absolutely. I I loved it. And I always wondered how it would go down in Broadway because it's very much about the British press. I remember you telling me to go and see it. Did I? No, No, but you did recommend it very high. Oh, right. I probably didn't, you know, whatever (laughs) in my bank. Did I? No, I didn't. No, it was one of my favourite plays of uh, last year, actually. I really, really enjoyed that. So I'll be be really interested to see how it does, because as I say, it's all about Rupert Murdoch and British press. What about what the Constitution means to me? Do you know about that? No, I don't know know about that one, I'm afraid. Um, But The Ferryman, I have a feeling, will sweep the board. It was a very good production from what I was seeing. Um, yes. And <laughs> Hades Town, I would imagine, will do better in America than it did here. There we go. That there is my go. prediction. And that ends season two, episode one. Ba ba ba. The stage door. Yes. So all we can say to you is click subscribe. Tell your friends, mm. your actor friends and your director friends. But mainly, let's remember, this is for people who enjoy theatre and want to know what's going on rather than the professionals who deliver this uh, material and wonderful talent to us. Um, So don't moan if you're an actor and you think we should know more. (laughs) Yeah, boo to you. Boo to you. Yeah, no, we just enjoy it, don't we? We Anyway, so there we go. We'll be back in about a month, roughly. Yeah, hit subscribe and you'll know when. Exactly. And in the meantime, you know, we are searching, ever searching for fantastic interviews just to get a bit back behind the stage, find out how development works, that kind of thing, as well as with performers. Um, And again, once that goes up, if you're a subscribe, then you'll know about it first. Have a lovely month if we don't speak to you soon. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.